What is going on, everybody? We are back. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with everything that you need to know, breaking down the wild day of news in the NHL, plus the list of the top fantasy players in the game has dropped, and draft season is coming up. All on today's episode. Let's get it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Party people, fantasy fanatics, and degenerate gamblers alike, welcome back to your show. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Mr. Steel Roden and your boy Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day even through the slow month of August where we have dialed the episodes back. Trust me when I say you still want to be hammering the subscribe button, clicking the follow button, and dropping those comments because all of the Fantasy Draft preview content is lining and heating up, people. So thank you for being here, and thank you for showing us that love. Steele and I do really appreciate it every single day, even when we're not dropping hot episodes. So thank you very much for that. Speaking of hot episodes, Tuesday's episode we got a busy Monday going on in the NHL. Lots of signings. We haven't talked a lot about Jonathan Huberto signing either, Steele. So you know you and I have a lot of bullets in the clip, a lot of takes <laughs> to drop on you people today. And we're going to finish today's episode by perhaps the most intriguing segment. Steele and I have had our eyes now on the top fantasy rankings from Yahoo Sports. It's time to dig in, Steele. It's time to take a look at some guys who we think may have got some more love than they should, need more love than they got, and omissions from this top 50 list. Let's get right into it, though, Steele. Busy day in the NHL. Let's talk about the Boston Bruins signing a trio of forwards all up the middle, an area we knew they needed to address. But fantasy impacts are important here, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say about these moves from the Bruins. Yeah, I'm excited to see what your take is on all these signings. From the Boston Bruins, because you've talked about the problems into this upcoming season up the middle for the Boston yes, Bruins. Sir. So Patrice Bergeron re-signed one year, two mm. and a half million. He can make up to five million with incentives. Uh, they get back David Krejci, one year, one million dollar deal, as mm. well as they signed Pavel Zaka to uh what was the deal again uh, for Pavel Zaka? I think it was so Zaka and a got a got a two million dollar one year deal as well. All okay, of the so deals were one year. All the deals were one year, uh, getting all three guys up the middle, something that they really needed to address and mm -hmm. I guess have addressed now. And for me, I want to start with the David Krejci signing, actually, Please. because I, I really like this guy uh, when he was playing for the Boston Bruins in the NHL. You know, obviously he decides to go back home. And at the age of 36, he decides to come back to the Boston Bruins, the, uh, you know, the organization he played his entire career with. This is a guy that has consistently put up on an average – 45 to 50 points a season. So this yep. guy can, at 36 years old, can bring a lot to the table. And he's not going to be putting up a, a lot of goals like we've, uh, like, you know, like we, uh, the rest of his teammates can, like Brad Marchand and uh, David Pasternak, uh, even Patrice Bergeron. He's not going to be putting up a ton of goals. We, you know, he's, we've seen mm. in the past, his consistency is around 15 goals, 10 goals a season, but it's yep. the assist. So he racks up a decent amount of assists, 45 to 55 points on average a season. I think this is exactly what the Boston Bruins need get a little bit old school back into their game. And, you know, obviously there are still, still some things they need to address because, uh, you know, I still don't like some of their depth players for the bottom six, but they are getting 
they are heading a little bit in the right direction because they got to keep up with the, the uh, other teams in the Atlantic that made some drastic changes to their team. That's one of the things here, Steele, is yes, Krejci, and I think what we need to highlight very quickly, in the season before last, you know, this his last season in the NHL, he was still effective. He was also yeah. effective in the playoffs for the Bruins. Um, 44 points in 51 games in the shortened season in 2021. And 11 playoff games, he put up nine points as well. So I think the hands are still there for Krejci. I worry about the foot speed. I yeah. also worry about a guy at 36 years old, ump in that top six, having to play too many minutes still. Behind Patrice Bergeron, who we also know has a lot of mileage on that body. And it makes me a little bit concerned. I'm he I'm here for the take, though, with Krejci still having some value offensively. But I think you and I have both brought up the fact that to me, aside from, and even with Pasternak and Marchand for off ice and on ice issues, injuries, and otherwise, in general, I say the Boston Bruins are a team to be very wary of where you're drafting some of these big guys due to injury and other concerns that I just mentioned. Yeah, it is a scary situation. Obviously, Brad Marchand's not going to be healthy enough. He's not going to be healthy to start the, the regular season. Yeah. Uh, in 2022-23 because of the surgery he just had. Uh, David Pasternak, you know, he's still a fantastic player, but with the, uh, you know, turmoil happening with yeah. Don Sweeney as, yep. the, as the GM, that could be a problem for him as well. So who really knows what's going to go on with the team? They still have some great players. They still bring a ton of fantasy value, but yep. like Flip said, be wary of some of those bottom six forwards, even some of the guys on the second line as well, because as we saw last season, it was pretty much the top line that carried the entire team. I th and I think you make another excellent point because what I wanted to bring up is if you're the Boston Bruins, and I'm not talking about fantasy per se, if you're the Boston Bruins and you've seen what's happened around in the Atlantic division around you, we know we don't need to mention how much better the Senators, Red Wings, and other teams have got over the offseason. But are you really that confident in guys like Craig Smith, Taylor Hall, Jake DeBrusque, Charlie Coyle, and others to rein in and take the take that heat if those players up top can't get it done or can't play. I don't know if you're very confident, Boston Bruins fan, because <laughs> the depth there, I'd be concerned, Steele. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, there is there is some concern. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm not really a big fan of their bottom six, but I think the bigger thing we need to talk about right now is Patrice Bergeron again, who's coming back mm -hmm. on a one-year deal, $2.5 million. Uh, this guy... Uh, same like Devin Krejci. This is probably going to be their last year with the, the Boston Bruins organization. Uh, obviously, to me, it's clear this is going to be their last year, obviously, with the one-year deal. Uh, and I did not expect Patrice Bergeron to leave that much money on the table. It came out that he left some table. He left some money on the table there. He, he you know, yeah. he wants to have, uh, he wants the Boston Bruins to have a bright future ahead of them. And that means if he has to take a little bit less money, then that's, that's the case. And he's okay with that. That's 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 uh, he said that's something that he's wanted to do for a while now. So surprised to see it, but at the same time, not surprised because he obviously loves Boston. He loves the fans there that's and he'll get yeah. back to the city. So, yeah, that's my take on, on Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, you know, keeping and bringing back some uh, old school guys. They didn't have a lot of options, Steele. That's yeah. for certain. <laughs> and I would say this, Patrice Bergeron, absolute class act. On and off the ice, arguably the best defensive forward to ever lace him up. Multiple Selkie trophies, um, and I mean five of them. So Patrice Bergeron, to me, 25 goals last year, 40 assists, still a valuable fantasy asset. David Krejci, we talked about the numbers that he put up from the offensive side of things. Still a valuable fantasy asset, 
if they can stay healthy. And the yeah. amount of minutes that both of those guys are going to have to play up the middle steel, and I know they started to dial back Bergeron's minutes last year. He only averaged about 18. That's well below his career average. This still screams a lot of red flags. As a fantasy GM, make sure you're getting these guys in the right rounds because if you have to shelve them on the IR for a number of weeks or even drop them and replace them, taking them too high is what's going to cost you down the stretch for your fantasy success. Trust me when I say it. I've done it. Steele's done it. But we're here to make sure you don't do it next season and take the top of your fantasy standings and the money in your pocketbook. But first, I need to tell you about a product that Steele and I have been using every single day to stay energized and healthy. It's AG1 from Athletic Greens. When you take this stuff with only one scoop, it is delicious. 75 high-quality ingredients, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. With just one scoop of AG1 in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million and different one pills, supplements, and all of that other garbo. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is NHL Network slash athleticgreens.com to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the gate, all the love and support out there. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And Flip, let's change conversations from the low-end, short-term mm-hmm. contract deals we were just talking about for the Boston Bruins. And let's get to the long-term high-end contract Thank for you. Jonathan Huberdeau with the Calgary Flames after being traded mm. for, uh, from mm-hmm. Florida by the Panthers organization. Uh, both Matthew Kachuk and Huberdeau signing some massive deals. And I want to get your, uh, your, your answer on this take as well. But a huge deal from Jonathan Huberdeau, mm. eight years, $10.5 million at 29 years old. Uh, I believe the first six years, they, uh, he has a no-move clause or a mm-hmm. no-trade clause. And then in years seven and eight, uh, I believe he can be traded, but there are a limited amount of teams that he will that he will accept a trade to. But Matthew Kachuk, eight years, nine and a half million dollars at twenty four years old. So there's a five year difference there. Huberto mm. making a, a million more than Matthew Kachuk at the same uh, length of term. Which player and which contract do you like better? Because you know, I I think both of us agreed that Jonathan Huberto was a little bit of a better player. Both in general and fantasy wise or maybe fantasy wise, but <laughs> I, I 29 years old, Huberto in his prime eight, 10 and a half million. I know it's a big contract, but I think that I really like Huberto's contract here. The one thing for me, Steele is the Calgary flames salvaged their off season. That's number one. They salvaged their off season. Brad for living swings for the fences and gets a deal done in a very difficult situation. That's number one, credit due to the Calgary front office who were coming apart at the seams there for a minute and they salvaged it with that move. That was clear, number one. And number two, they salvaged the future with the signing of Jonathan Huberdeau. And I think at $10.5 a lot of people are going to go, 
that's a lot of money for a guy who didn't show up in the postseason last year. But I yep. think that was more of an anomaly than something that you're going to see regularly over the rest of his career. I think actually you're going to get a very motivated Jonathan Huberto off of last season's performance in the playoffs because we know he can be way better. Let's not get it twisted. And straight from a bare bones watching hockey perspective, and I know you and I talk a lot about fantasy, Huberto is a beast fantasy-wise, but this guy is a consummate hockey player. He does a little bit of everything right. He kills penalties. He can play both positions up front. He can play the wing. He can play up the middle. He does a little PP. He does a little PK. I'm getting blue in the face, but what I will say with the long answer, really long here, Steele, $10.5 seems like a lot for a guy at that age, at the back end of his deal, but we've also seen from Huberto over his career that he has that longevity for the most part. He's dealt with injuries, yes, but he is a guy that regularly plays 70-plus games and 85 assists last year, Steele, to lead the league in assists. That's something right there that as a fantasy owner, you definitely still have to be looking at Jonathan Huberto in the top three rounds of your draft. Oh, of course. And he, so for me, he's, he's just proven that he's gotten better and better and better every single year with age, every single year he steps on the ice. Uh, so I can't mm. wait to see what he does with the uh, with the Calgary Flames this year. I absolutely love this deal. It just says to the flame to the Flames fan base that he's here to stay for a long time and he's going to do whatever it takes to get this team and keep this team in a playoff spot as a contender and hopefully get to the Stanley Cup Finals, which they were close to last year. Yeah, yeah. And and you know you, to your point as well, I think that was just a fluke. You know, the entire Florida team didn't show up in that second round, only scoring only scoring three goals in four games. So it wasn't just him. It was the entire offense. Uh, Sergei Rebrowski wasn't mm. great, but he was also left out to dry. So yep. I think it was one of those things, uh, a fluke for him as yes. well as the Florida uh, Florida uh, organization. And as well, you know, Johnny Goudreau, he has shown up and he has proven that he can be that kind of guy in the playoffs. But he was he was not there for that, uh, that season-ending goal from Connor McDavid in the uh in the semifinals so uh, i think flames fans are pretty happy right now with jonathan huberto signing long term a guy who wants to be in calgary and hopefully can keep this team uh being a, a stanley cup contender i think there's two things where i'm gonna take this deal and you tell me what you think about this as always and you know keep rain me back in here if you're not feeling this take but i'm gonna say two things number one huberto immediately makes some of the players around him Fantasy value go up, in my opinion. Tyler Toffoli yes. might get a look on that top line with Huberto and Elias Lindholm. Double circle that name. Double circle any name that's going to slot up on that top line on the right wing with Lindholm and Huberto. Because, hey, I have a feeling if Toffoli doesn't pan out right off the jump, which I think they're going to give him a pretty good shot. Because, in my opinion, that's the guy that should be up there. But Blake yeah. Coleman... Dylan Dubé, couple of these guys down that lineup you can't sleep on in deeper formats. And number two, I'll leave it at this because we are talking a very positive light on this Calgary Flames team. I want your take on this. In my opinion, they still have taken a step back offensively. You lose Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk. I know they slot in Uyghur on the back end. Love that move. Love the Huberto addition. But now all of a sudden, the teeth in the offensive attack just don't have as much bite and I would be slightly concerned as a Calgary Flames fan going up against that juggernaut offensive unit in Edmonton as your number one rivals out West deal. Yeah, I think they clearly took a step back as well. Obviously, when you lose two yeah. guys like Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kuchuk, those That's guys uh, that have that high caliber, and you're only getting 
one of those guys in return and Jonathan Huberto, you're clearly yeah. going to take a step back. But I Thank think you. what a lot of people are forgetting uh, is Elias Lindholm. And I think this guy yeah. gets overlooked a lot. And, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not really quite sure why, because he is a fantastic player, a very underrated player. And I think as well, he's going to be high, high, uh, he's going to be high ranked uh, on the preseason uh, list for fantasy players. I think with Jonathan Huberto, his ranking should even go higher because, to Agreed. your point as well, Agreed. just just recorded 85 assists this past season and yeah. led the and led the league in assists. So mm -hmm. that's the type of player Jonathan Huberto can be. Two guys like Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli, Andrew mm -hmm. Mangiapane, those guys yeah. in the top six, and hopefully get their fantasy value as well. But Jonathan Huberto for me is a second is a top uh, a top two round. Uh, fantasy player for me he is absolutely I like it. fantastic yeah and there's something to be said about exactly what you just mentioned if if Elias Lindholm can put up 42 goals you know getting the puck fed to him by Kachuk and Goudreau what do the magic hands of Huberdeau do and the feet exactly. to now free up some more space for Lindholm a little bit I understand the value of Kachuk and Goudreau but if I'm talking about getting the puck fed to me I'm taking Huberdeau all day long that's my opinion we will see what happens, though, Steele, because, hey, this makes me very intrigued at those peripheral pieces in Calgary only because we know Huberto makes the players on the top lines better around him. Mangiapane gets a look on the power play. He could have another big year. He stepped out last year. I don't think the Calgary Flames are going to struggle as much as people are saying scoring yeah. goals. I don't think so, but you never know. And we do know, I mentioned it just a minute ago, Edmonton is about to fire on all cylinders offensively. So just on the Battle of Alberta-wise, we've mentioned the Battle of Ontario starting to level up. Let's see what happens out west between these two teams that clearly have a very good hate on for each other. Yeah, and even if they can't keep up to what they did last year offensively, I think they got way better on the blue line, adding Mackenzie Weger. And don't and, and don't forget, Jakob Markstrom is still between the pipes there, yep. who just put up nine shutouts in the season and was top uh, top three in Vesna uh, voting, I believe. He was one of the best goalies out there, right behind Vasilevsky right and there. Igor Shosturkin. Nine so, shutouts. Yeah, they got they got some great they got some great things in the crease and uh, yeah, and Daniel Vladar, like I mentioned, a couple of yeah, <laughs> your boy. Ago, so. My boy, my boy right there. But they've got hey. some great, great some great guys between the pipes, and they got some great guys on the blue line now. So if they can't keep it up offensively, I think they're going to be sound and structured uh, defensively. When I look at this blue line, and let's leave it at this and throw it to break, because I am very excited to talk about this fantasy rankings list, because this is money season coming up for you and I, Steel, and it's time to get serious. But speaking of serious... Maybe this is the way Calgary's going to go about it. Daryl Sutter's behind the bench. Maybe they're okay with becoming more responsible on the defensive side of things. You change the way you play up front a little bit, maybe. Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, Chris Tanev, Mackenzie Wieger, Nikita Zadorov, and Oliver Killington. Those are six guys that are big, nasty, and throw the body around a little bit, all of them, even Hannafin, who was more of an offensive guy. Those are six big boys on the back end steal. And I'm very, very intrigued to see how offense of Edmonton goes up against the big, bad defense of Calgary. We might be in for a real interesting series, maybe even playoff series next year again. In intriguing, exciting, and it's, it, it is going to be a great battle between those two teams in Alberta. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. And what you should be excited about also are Bilt Bars. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's 
greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new a new flavor out. It's delicious cookie dough covered in 100% chocolate. Let me introduce you to the new flavor, cookie dough chunk puffs. They are light and chewy texture, real cookie dough uh, chunks. And of course, again, covered in 100% real chocolate. So you know I'm having one of these every single day before I work out and just as a late, uh, a late night snack. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it yourself. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Like I said, I eat these before and after I work out, and they get me through my workout uh, every single day because they're that delicious, and they're so good for you. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family, and it will be a perfect treat. Or you can just do, uh, do yourself a favor and hide them because everyone's going to want them from your family. So make sure you hide them for yourself. Uh, you are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs though. Whether you need a snack for your workout, like I said, a late night treat, or just to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar for you. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKS15 and get 15% off your order. I'll say it one more time. Use promo code LOCKS15 and get 15% off your order at Built.com. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Again, don't forget, uh, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. And Flip, mm. whoo, let me catch my breath there because that was Please. a long, long sentence. But Mostly. I am excited, excited yes. to get into the top 50. You know, we're just taking a preliminary look right now. That's the it. general feel of the top 50 players or just, you know, maybe top 60 because we're thinking about who maybe should be in the top 50, but the top mm. 50 fantasy ranked players for this upcoming season, 2022, 2023 season. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, but I quickly have to get this off my chest. I have to get this out there. I cannot believe that after the season, Steven Stamkos just had that he is ranked only 22nd. And I know that's still in the top 25, mm -hmm. but after the season, this man just had for the Tampa Bay lightning recording 106 points in 81 games. I can't believe he's ranked only 22nd. And I know that's probably, you know, that's at the late stages of the second round, maybe early stages of the third, depending on how many players you have or how many teams you have in your league. Yeah. But this guy should be at least a late round or an early first for uh, second round pick. In my opinion. That's where I would be taking him. And after seeing him fall all the way to the fifth round, he fell mm. to the fifth round in my pat in the, the the draft I just did. Yeah, it, you know it's obviously recent for me, so that's why it's fresh in the mind. But to the fifth round, I can't believe it. Steven Stamkos is the consummate captain. He is an absolute lethal shot, one of the best in the business. And we talk a lot about Alex Ovechkin in his office. Steven Stamkos in that slot area on a one-timer, not many better that I've ever seen. I know I haven't seen a lot of the greats play, but I've been lucky enough to see Steven Stamkos play on a number of occasions. And that guy has, is electric with the puck on his stick. Not enough respect, Steele. Not enough respect for also, I mentioned Huberto being motivated after his poor postseason performance. Opposite for Steven Stamkos, but still motivated. Stammer came off a great playoffs, but he's motivated because he could taste that third ring, and he knows that Tampa can still make some noise. They have the pieces. Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, a balanced top nine, good bottom six. I would say that is a very, very disrespectful number for Steven Stamkos. And you know some of his boys are going to be in his ear about that disrespect. Double circle Steven Stamkos as a guy who I expect to also come out the gate hot next season, Steel, after feeling that 
They were, hey, don't get me wrong, the Colorado Avalanche are the well-deserved Stanley Cup champs, but they took a lot of heat as saying this is it for Tampa, Colorado's time to shine. So I'm with you, and I'm glad you highlighted this early because, in my opinion, Steven Stamkos has one of the best shots in the game. Yeah, so, he's been absolutely yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. That's why I think he deserves more recognition in his upcoming season. So, 22 ranked 22nd in, for me, that's too low. He needs more respect on his name. Thank you very much. And speaking of wanting more respect on your name, and I'll start there with one of my players cuz this is one of the surprises for me. A guy who finished 11th in league scoring just out of the top 10 last year with 84 points. Philip Forsberg. Only yes. Philip Forsberg, Steele. Thank you for agreeing with me. Number one, Philip Forsberg on this list. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, he is. Hold on. Let me reel me back in here, Steele. I'm clicking all over the place. Um, one, Philip Forsberg is at the 54th. Yes. That's a joke. I know. I know. That, that's a joke right now. Yahoo, wake up because he's also playing on a deadly line again next year, along with Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne was an elite player who took a couple of years off chirping too much. And now all of a sudden, and you and I have talked about Nashville, but oh my goodness, Philip Forsberg deserves a lot more respect on his name. Hello, almost finished in the top 10 in scoring, and you're not even in the top 50? What's going on here? That's exactly what I have written down in my notes right now here. It says Philip Forsberg should be in the top 50 preseason rank. It doesn't make any sense Thank for you. me. And I'm going to get to the guy who I think shouldn't be in the top 50 uh, for preseason rank, and that's Max Pacioretty. I don't think he should be in the yeah. top 50. You know, I, you know, I love the fact that Claude Drew's get on the Ottawa Senators, and he's going to be playing on that second line with Alex Dabrinkit and Tim Stutzla, but he, sh he shouldn't be in the top 50 either. I think he's in the top 50. Maybe he's at 49. Uh, but Philip Forsberg, Nazem Kadri, guys who are just outside, who are 54 and 55 in the Yahoo Fantasy preseason rankings, mm -hmm. absolutely disrespectful to yeah. have those guys not in the top 50. And Thank one you. other guy I want to talk about who's on the Vegas Golden Knights is Jack Eichel. And I want your opinion on this, actually. Thank you. I think he should be ranked a lot higher than 38. I think he should be maybe like, you know, late round, late second round or early third round. So I love that we actually have a differing of opinion here because in my opinion, Jack Eichel was too high. 30, 38 over guys like, and here, this, this is maybe not based on him alone. This is when I look at guys just after him. Jason Robertson, Elias Pettersson, Drake Batherson. Some of these guys are in line and proven last year that they can get it done. What I will say is this, though, Steele, because what you're saying from the talent perspective, I hear you. Because if he can go back to what he'd done in Buffalo, he could easily be in the top 25. But maybe is too much respect being paid to a bounce-back season because I am just wary that things don't smell right in Vegas. Speaking of Pacioretty, he's calling out the leadership in Vegas earlier this week. I don't know if you saw that, saying that there's a lack of accountability in Vegas. I just, my concern is the overall situation because in a better spot, I could say Eichel for sure deserves that ranking. But thank you for going a little bit different here. We were right on point with, uh, with our boy in Nashville, but now we're a little bit different here. So I like it. I like it. Philip Forsberg, though, we're both on point there for sure. Yeah, we both agree on Philip Forsberg, but I, I think people need to take a higher look at Jake, uh, at Jack Eichel. I okay. think at 38, at 38, I think that's a little too low for me. I think he's a late second round, early third round draft pick. Okay. Uh, I was hope I was hoping to actually get him later in the round because he just, for my, the, for my draft, he just kept on dropping. But mm -hmm. if I yeah. could have, uh, I would have taken him, you know, in the third round. Uh, but there was just so many other guys out there. 
you know, obviously coming back from the injury he had. That's it uh, too, you know, right? The injury. You know, yeah, and that's a big part in fantasy you and I have talked about, but I think people need to keep an eye on Jack Eichel. He needs to be a little bit higher on this ranking list. Okay. And uh, I, I think he does have, you know, you talk about the leadership and the uh, people not taking accountability or responsibility. Mm. That's fine. I, I I can totally see that from the Vegas Golden Knights organization <laughs> because that's what's been that's what's been said over the yeah. last years that they take the the business portion of it way too far. There's no loyalty. Mm. They don't care. It's all business. It's all business. It's all business. And I get that. But this guy is still a superstar athlete, a natural born athlete who it's true. can play hockey. So I that's think true. he comes back and I think he comes back better than ever, especially if he can do what he was doing with the Buffalo Sabres and if he can be fully healthy coming to the season. And on, on a Vegas Golden Knights team that just missed the playoffs last year, I think the sky's the limit. It really could be one of those situations, and I've mentioned it a lot over the lead-up to today's episode, is you're going to have to get lucky with some of these guys in your draft. That's a fact. Tuning into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, being subscribed, getting all the updates, the latest fantasy news, that's obviously important, but you're going to have to get lucky as well, Steele. And Jack Eichel might be one of those guys that, and I'm thinking about it right now because come, let's say, March, that you're looking up at the top of your fantasy standings, a couple of the teams up there are going to have gotten lucky with a couple of guys. And something tells me this year, Jack Eichel might be that kind of player for a few fantasy GMs. I like that you thought he should be higher. I thought he should be lower. Let me know what you think about this take. And it might be the spiciest one that I have today, considering this man put up 52 goals last year. But in my opinion, Chris Kreider is not a top 25 player. And at 24 in the ranking, he is still too high in my opinion. And let me start with this. Career high previous to this year in goals, 28. And before that, it was 22. So all of a sudden, the man's up to a 52, and now he's a top 25 player in the league after one good year. I'm calling BS on that one, and I'll also pull out this stat. He has never played a full 82-game season in his career. He has had some issues with injuries. I know he's been mostly healthy. I'm not going to say he misses half a season, but 65 games, 66 games, sometimes under 80 games. This is a thing for me, Steele, and when I look at the list and I see players like Josh Norris, Evander Kane, and other absolute young studs that I think, you know, not so much Evander Kane, but some young players that are really going to take a step forward this year, in my opinion, Chris Kreider is a valuable fantasy asset, don't get me wrong, but he's ahead of even guys like Sebastian Ajo, Mika Zibanejad, Kyle Connor. are you kidding me? I don't think that that's an accurate rating in my opinion. I agree with you that he shouldn't be in the top 25. I would have to look, you know, I'd have to look deeper and uh, do more research for the top 50. I would consider leaving him in the top 50, maybe even the top Fair. 40 after Fair. the season he just had. Plus those two guys that he's playing with on the top line are Temi Panarin Great and Mika Zibanejad. So with those guys that he's playing with and the season he just had, oh, I don't, he's not going to put up 50 goals again. That was just like absolutely incredible to witness that this he was able to it. keep up with Austin Matthews. But those two guys that he's playing with, Panarin and Zvinijad, that brings his fantasy value way up, in my opinion. It definitely does. That is a fact. I just think after looking into his track record he's not and his top 25. 20, top 25 just seems very bold. And then you even look at some guys <laughs> right after him on this list deal. And again, maybe it's borderline. I'd rather Jake Gensel. I'd rather Brady Kachuk. I would yeah. rather even have a guy who's coming off a massive season in Timo Meyer. That's a bold take, but it's something that I just don't see Kreider living up to that hype. And also, 
I'll leave it at this for my take on this because we're getting long in the tooth on this episode. After the season he had and the progression I've seen from a player in Jason Robertson with limited supporting cast around him, putting up 41 and 38 last year, at 42, in my opinion, he's a top 40 player. That's a bad, bad <laughs> ranking, in my opinion. Look, there's a lot for us to, uh, to there get is. to. There's a lot for us to digest. So we're going to keep at it. So much more episodes, so much more content coming your way. We're going to keep digesting and looking into this, you know, this ranking list from Yahoo. We're going to get to our mock drafts. We're going to help you and give you all the information you need for your fantasy league so you can win this upcoming fantasy league season. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. But for your second listen, you have to check out Locked On NHL. Locked On Experts give you, give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. It's free and available on all podcast platforms, just like this podcast right here. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.